0: Transmitting over the airwaves from sunny East Hollywood. East Hollywood. Comes the show where we explore our guests' life and culture and how food shaped that experience. From their first slice of pizza to the restaurant they really wish was still open. This is Food POV with your host, Jason Parker.
1: Welcome to Food POV. I'm Jason Parker. And with me today is an old friend of mine, Mr. Matt Plummer. How are you doing, Matt?
0: Doing pretty well. How are you? I am great.
1: Um, Well, Matt, tell me about where did you
0: grow up? I grew up in Lewiston, Maine. And uh, so was there through like 13 or 14 years old and then moved up to Alaska. I think basically the same time... You moved we, to Valdez.
1: We both went got to Valdez, yep, freshman year. And that was a funny thing because since I was new there, I didn't realize you were new there. I thought you'd been there forever. Mm. Um, even though on the first day of school we were both at a lunch thing for new students.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: um it's always funny when you when you don't know someone and you meet them like you might meet them five, six times and you don't even know it until you actually like know them officially. Right. If that makes any sense whatsoever. <laughs> well, um, so growing up in, you said Lewiston? Correct. Yeah. What was, is Lewiston like, like Lewiston in Idaho? Is it named after like Lewis and Clark or, um... uh,
0: I, I couldn't answer that. I don't know. <laughs>
1: um,
0: what was what was breakfast life
1: like in the plumber household? Growing um, up?
0: I think a lot of mornings with no breakfasts. Uh, was running late for school a lot, <laughs> and uh, just trying to make the most of bedtime. Um, so you know, some cereal. Uh, I remember Crispix was a favorite are they shaped like an octagon or something? Yeah. Kind of like a checks sort of thing. It's octagon checks. Yep. Um, and then like weekends, uh, you know, my mom would make pancakes. Uh, and then, yeah, if we ever went out, it's funny that at home was pancakes and going out was fancy waffles. Um, Oh yeah. And now to understand it's all the same, uh, yeah, it's just pretty funny,
1: well, you have to have the the waffle press right, though. like oh, we never had waffles growing up because we didn't have the the waffle thing um, but my my family, I feel like they just kind of there was like a level they weren't willing to walk across, <laughs> you know what I mean It was like uh, I have a thing, a waffle maker that you just put on the oven, you know you press oh, it right. together and you just put it on the uh, on the, the stove, and waffles are ready there's no electricity involved <laughs> like but it is what it is. So pancakes at home. Did your mom ever make blueberry pancakes at home? I, not that I
0: remember. Um, Yeah. And I know blueberries were were certainly, certainly plentiful. Um, But yeah, I don't, I don't know that I would have been into that.
1: Okay. It was funny because like, the the way my mom made blueberry pancakes she just threw the blueberries in there so we always had these funky ass blue pancakes you know because the but now of course as an adult i know you put the batter down and then as it's cooking you put the blueberries right. on the back side and then you flip it over and you have this perfect you know perfect little blueberries inside no runny you know it doesn't look weird but uh yeah growing up it was we used to pick blueberries in um Hatcher's Pass which is near oh, Wasilla yeah and it was, uh, we'd get the little ones. They weren't as, <laughs> they didn't taste anything <laughs> like the frozen grocery store ones that um, about half the size and bitter. And so that was, so, so, wa- so pancakes, what was, where was breakfast? Where was the fancy breakfast place? Where would you get the fancy waffles?
0: Oh boy. Um, I honestly can't even think of where, like back in Maine. Yeah. Where we would go out. Um, for breakfast, I just just don't think it happened very much. Okay. Um, I remember going out to breakfast in Valdez um, was the totem exactly. Yep, yeah. yeah, and their yeah, that was reindeer sausage omelet still, you know, still comes to me in my dreams. Uh...
1: <laughs> reindeer sausage is like people who don't know it's. A, I have conversations when I meet random Alaskans in California. It's they always bring up reindeer sausage as this thing they miss, um, and it took me a long time to realize that reindeer, rainbow, reindeer were just domesticated caribou, right. um, which was really funny. And of course, when you tell a non-Alaskan about reindeer sausage, they get really offended <laughs> because of Santa, you know. I'm like, <laughs> is this Donner? Is it Blitzing? Yeah. Um, and of course, the totem isn't there anymore. The hotel is there, but they got rid of the restaurant. Oh. They don't have any yeah um so there's, there's been... no
0: reason to go back to valdez is that what I, i'm hearing? correct <laughs> yeah
1: correct um no actually there's a new place um called old town diner oh. or it's old town burger now and it's over in um where the the sax's rv park was okay yeah um it's in there and it's a little one of those little connex things um I forget the guy who opened it originally, but my friend Jeremy owns it now. A guy used to work with an easy freeze and they have a damn good breakfast. They've got the the reindeer sausage. All right. Um, they would for a while, I think they opened in 2012 or 2013, but they would give you a free pancake. Whatever you ordered in the morning, they just gave you a pancake. But it was like a really thin. It was almost it was like a pancake version of a crate, oh, okay. even though they're kind of the same. So very thin but very huge. And it was always a nice little extra thing. And also they gave free coffee, but you had to pour other people's coffee. Oh. So They had the coffee pot up there because they didn't want to, they didn't really have servers. They just had you order at the register and someone brings you out the food. So it's get up, grab the pot, pour yourself one, and then go over and you know hit up a couple other people. And nice. it, was, it was pretty cool. It was definitely experience wise. I liked it better than, than the, the totem. Right. But I mean, there's nothing better than staying up all night, you know, whatever you did to stay up all night. And then at, you know, five, six in the morning, show up at the totem and get breakfast. I was, a, I was a strawberry pancake. That was, I'd get oh, a single okay. strawberry pancake. That was my jam. Um, with the, with the whipped cream and everything, no nuts. And, uh, that was great. It was the totem was something special right. for sure. Um, It was definitely sad, but so yeah, they tore it down, and there's a hotel. The hotel's still there, and I think they provide some sort of continental breakfast for people who stay at the hotel, but nothing like it used to be. Um, And the hotel actually looks super modern now. It doesn't. There was something really nice about it. It looked like a you know a small Alaska town you know hotel. Um, So, eh, it is what it is. Um, So tell me about lunch. What
0: was lunch like? Um, Lunch, I. A lot of bologna and cheese sandwiches um bologna and cheese yeah that was that's
1: what would get packed up and then we're talking like american cheese
0: i would think so yeah on on white bread oh yeah um that's fun. And some mayo. i never had
1: i never had white bread growing up my family thought it was was um you know garbage but the funny thing is we we ate the wheat bread but the wheat bread was just the white bread died Brown. You right. know what I mean? Like yeah. the, the whole wheat bread. So it wasn't like even just cereal. I mean, you look back and it's like the stuff our parents thought was like healthy and good. It was such a scam, you know, like <laughs> it's just funny. They're all listening, just watching TV and go, Oh, the TV told us this is what we're supposed to serve our kids. <laughs> Let's do it. You know? Yeah. So bologna, um, Yeah. I, uh, my mom, it was peanut butter and jelly. That's all okay. I think I ever got. Um, and then like a Capri Sun and a little bag of like a sandwich bag full of chips. You know what right. I mean? And and that was it, you know. And then I'd get 40 cents. Or no, no Capri Sun. I'd get 40 cents to buy a milk or a quarter to buy a milk. Mm. Um, and of course, I always bought chocolate because, you know, it's chocolate milk. Um, yeah,
0: because I would do... Hot lunch sometimes, um, my aunt, actually in elementary school, worked in the school kitchen um, didn't you know no perks that come <laughs> with that, <laughs> but um,
1: um how now, how were the lunches there compared to like the lunches in Valdez? I feel like the lunches we had in high school in Valdez were probably some of the best high school lunches anywhere in the country. Uh, yeah, I something
0: i can't imagine. You know, at least now, anything happening at that level. I think it was just, you know, your standard stuff. Um, Just they'd get it
1: from Food Service of America, heat it up, and it was ready to go. Something like that.
0: I think so. I may hear different from my aunt. We may have to have (laughs) a follow up episode uh, (laughs) after I get the truth. But um, yeah, I think a a fair amount of. uh, just kind of prepping um, what was brought to them, you know warming yeah. and things like that
1: yeah, good times do they have the um now did your your middle school down there did it have like the a la carte line with like the cheese sticks and nachos and burgers and things like that?
0: no, it was it, you know this is what you get if okay. you don't like it that's uh...
1: how big how big was
0: your their, their schools there in maine they like uh, I mean, elementary school. I think there were two classes for each grade. And, okay, so not not too big. Yeah, fifteen to twenty. But then, gosh, I don't know how many different elementary schools in town went to to the junior high. Um, uh, maybe half a dozen.
1: Okay, or so, so it, was a, it was bigger once you got to junior high. So yeah, I went to Colony and Wasilla, and they had the regular lunch mint thing, but then they had an a la carte and it was like anytime I had money, like my father sent me money because my my parents gave me no money. Um but anytime my dad would send me like a 20, it was it was all getting spent on the <laughs> a la carte line. I'd I'd get the mozzarella sticks where my were my were my jam. Um and it's funny nowadays I think their mozzarella sticks for the most part are kind of garbage because it just, you know, it's it's always low quality stuff. But in seventh, sixth, seventh, eighth grade it was if i could buy some mozzarella sticks life was life was good
0: shit that's um, still how i see it now um we got pizza just a couple weeks ago and my wife got mozzarella sticks and it was like this you are awesome like that's that's a good move
1: uh, yeah i i my thing is i've had a lot of bad mozzarella sticks mm-hmm. i feel like since since middle school um to the point of uh you know um, there's a, some, I can't, I don't remember where, but there was a place I used to go to and it was, they, they were just bad. I don't even remember, but they were, do you remember Mike's palace's cheese sticks? I do where they literally just, they took a, they would take a giant chunk of mozzarella and just bread it oh. and then fry it. And when it would come out to you, half of the cheese had like shot out the side. <laughs> Cause like, you know, it was barely breaded and those were pretty good where it was like, this is just cheese and breading. That's it. But some of them are a little too, you know, pre-processed. You right. know what I mean? Where it's like you could just tell they're stamping them out somewhere in some, you know, place and
0: just take wherever. a cheese stick like string cheese.
1: Yeah, <laughs> exactly, exactly. With to me though, actually, the most important thing for the cheese stick for me is the breading. Mm. So it's how the breading. I want a breading that that seems kind of natural. Whereas like a lot of the breadings are just like it's just coated on there with something i don't know it's just it's they get the funky flavor right. sometime um so what was uh tell me about dinner
0: dinner uh you know it's um for much of growing up like through elementary school it was just my brother me and my mom and we both played soccer and hockey so it was a lot of on the go But at home, it was, you know, like shake and bake pork chop sort of stuff. Um, American chop suey. I don't know if you've, I've not heard of American
1: chop? Well, so chop suey isn't even a Chinese dish. I actually was listening to this uh, podcast. This woman was talking. She had came to... LA because they had there was a place that sold chop suey and she was like someone who'd spent all this time in China and she'd always been curious about chop suey and uh there's a place in Grand Central Market and so what 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 was your what was american chop suey for for your
0: family like spiral noodles um hamburger ground hamburger and <laughs> american like tomato fuck. sauce
1: <laughs> oh wow that's yeah. that's funny so it that's it cool. may
0: have drifted from Whatever the original chop suey was,
1: yeah, it's funny how these. Uh, well, it's like you know, it's like orange chicken, you know, where it's like there's nobody, nobody in China has ever made orange <laughs> chicken until the, you know, until whoever made right. it panda. And what well, did you know that Panda Express was? There's Panda Inn was the original restaurant, and then Panda Express was their their just fast version. Oh, and yeah. then that's of course the one in Glendale, California, and I think it's Monrovia near Pasadena is the original. Panda Inn, I've been to it once it's kind of expensive, but yeah, it's funny it's it's all the stuff there but it's just a sit down restaurant Panda Inn, huh. so and they blew up, you know, they did their express version and of course nobody even knows the the original Panda Inn, there's something about good orange chicken oh, though, and even, yeah. even even bad orange chicken there's something great about it um, I love uh, I love cheap Chinese food <laughs> um, it's, it's awesome um What about, do you guys do stews? Was there any, was there hunting at all in the family? Did you wind up with like venison that ended up in meals? Um, Like
0: once we moved to Alaska, then it was, you know, I moved up there to live with my dad. And so a lot of hunting, you know, we had many freezers of various fish and meats and shrimp and crab and um, you know, of course. Now I look back at all of that and would dream of having a freezer like that. Um, but at the time, yep. it was like, um, okay, so what can I have for dinner if if you're going to be making, you know, this awesome food? I don't want any of that. I want hot pockets. Right. I think I
1: remember. I remember eating a lot of hot pockets around you. You might not have been eating, them, but I definitely was <laughs> eating them. Hence, why I was two hundred and fifty pounds of within six months of graduating high school. Um, but, it, but yeah, it's funny. I, I feel like no one in outside of Alaska or like colder places understand that second freezer filled with like frozen, frozen fish. Ours at my house in Wasilla with my mom and stepdad, it was, it was moose and salmon and that was it. That's what we, what we lived on um, throughout the winter.
0: Um, um, but my mom, you know, I've, a beef stew was a big one for her and, you know, just potatoes, carrots and, and mm-hmm. beef and, you know, that's hard to beat, you know, it's delicious.
1: Oh yeah, for sure. And you don't appreciate it as a kid. You're like, stew.
0: Right. I don't
1: want stew. What was, um, what holidays had a good meal with them and what, I guess, what holidays were really big in your family?
0: I think Thanksgiving was a big one. Um, a lot of times, you know, we would go, uh, well, I guess it, it would depend on the year, but, um, my dad was one of six. And so anytime a big holiday on his side of the family would be a, a very big meal. And, um, you know, with my mom, it was just her and my aunt. And, um, you know, so lower key, but still, you know, still all the standard stuff. Um, I think, you know, for sure, Thanksgiving, Christmas, uh, Easter, a big deal, but question. not
1: huge. Is it do you is it dressing or stuffing? Stuffing,
0: yeah.
1: Okay, it's stuffing. That's what y'all call it. I think dressing is in the South, right? Is that, that what they call it? Sounds
0: that? right. Yeah,
1: yeah. And I hate. I can't stand dressing or stuffing, whatever you want to call it. And my and same with my wife. She's very happy that she found
0: another person that doesn't enjoy it.
1: That's um, that might be your favorite what I thing? look
0: forward to the most.
1: And it's funny how many people, it's like one of those, it's my hot take is what I, I um, I heard a podcast. I brought this up before this woman, she puts, uh, she was from Vietnam. And when her family moved here, they would do the turkeys and they would put sticky rice inside inside of the bird. And that sounded like it'd be pretty good. Um, I always, uh, I always like the idea of like sausage stuffing, but like when I think of sausages, I think of big sausages. I don't think of just like a a
0: mush, you know? (laughs) And that's Uh. what I think, because my stepmom, she got into like Jimmy, Jimmy Dean, spicy sausage mixed in with normal breaded stuffing. And um, I guess you could probably put some of that sausage in just about anything. It, It would be good. So...
1: Tastes good. Uh-huh. I like Jimmy Dean. Did you ever see the James Bond movie? Diamonds are forever with Jimmy Dean. In it? Oh, no. So Jimmy Dean was a musician before he got into the sausage game and he but he he was in a movie. He's in the, this James Bond movie um, where he's a I forget. He has a small role in it. Um, it's one of the worst. It's Sean Connery's <laughs> worst James Bond film um it's the one that he came back after he oh. quit for a movie. Um and it's it's bad. But actually, um there are these two hitmen in it who are they're basically um it's it's kind of implied that they're homosexuals, which obviously was kind of a big deal in the early 70s. Um, but one of them is Crispin Glover's father. Huh. And Crispin, I've heard Crispin Glover's father, I've heard these crazy stories. He does an acting class and it's like at his house. And what he basically does, this is what someone told me who took the class. Any woman in the class, he tries to fuck, and every guy in the class, he wants to make it so they want to fight him, and that's his acting class, so I don't know, but if you look at his, his son's acting style, it's kind of, uh, you you know the apple doesn't fall too far from the tree with the, the craziness, hopefully he doesn't come after me if he hears <laughs> right. this podcast. Um, and, of course, my father, when he – his favorite thing about Thanksgiving is cranberry sauce. Oh. Like that's his – That he doesn't care about anything else. And I – cranberries to me are like – they're kind of weak, yeah, but it, it is weird. what it is, you know. And then that's another funny thing too is a lot of people, they want the can. Mm. They want to just squeeze it out and they want to see the can shape <laughs> on the plate. And then other people are spending a bunch of time making the fancy stuff and it's just – that's how, how funny people are. So Christmas, um, Easter too? Was yeah, there an Easter Yeah.
0: You know, just kind of dependent on the year, um, but, you know, most of my mom's family, pretty religious. So, you know, that was... They're
1: Catholics, right? Was yeah, that what it is? Yeah. Yeah. And my family, I don't remember any ever doing anything for Easter whatsoever, except for, um, you know, eggs, like right. the, the candy eggs and stuff, you know, and like finding Easter eggs, but... Nothing kind of, uh, my family got super religious after I moved out of the house and moved in, moved about to So I, I missed a lot of that, that stuff, um, where like they got all, you know, (laughs) everything was big. Um, tell me about a, a meal with your family that you won't forget. One that you think about, like the same way you think about that, um, that omelet from the totem.
0: Oh boy. Um, like the the food of the meal, or the food.
1: I mean, the food was probably part of it. I mean, realistically, the people you're with are just as important. Yeah. Um, but yeah, something like that, you know.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think any of like the bigger holiday meals up in Alaska with just me, my brother, my dad, and stepmom, and you know, it, it being a a simple type of meal, but very high, high end of that, um, you know, all the standard kind of Turkey, cheesy potatoes, um, really good salad, um, of course stuffing, but, you know, just elevated levels of that. And, you know, generally just, uh, yeah, a bunch of snow outside and warm fire inside, And so I guess, you know, I can't really think of any specific one, um, without us sitting here for 20 minutes, but, you know, (laughs) I think just generally that, that type of meal, um, you know, easy to look back on. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It's, it's the, it's funny, just the simple things in life, you know, um, tell me about pizza. Tell me about When For me, it was – I don't know. I remember – the first time I remember pizza was – pizza being a thing was Chuck Mm. E. Cheese when I was probably four or five. And then from that moment on, pizza was the go-to for everything, I feel like. My family would get a pizza. We'd eat the same stuff six meals a week, and then one day a week Mm. week it was pizza. And that was like – that was the day you look forward to every week. Um, Yeah. Yeah, what's what's the what's the main style? Well, pizza? Is it is it like New big York?
0: Italian influence in Maine, um, or at least in Lewiston? You know, lots of Italian bakeries and pizza shops, and um, you know, I've, were there
1: slices? Was it slice shops or was it no full
0: pizzas? pizzas um, the one that's still funny to me—a place—it's called Luigi's, um, and if you just of get it is. a regular pizza. It comes, you know, it's dough, sauce, and then lunch meat. And that's, they specify it's lunch meat and then cheese. So if you're just like, yeah, a regular pizza, now they'll clarify, like, you know, that has lunch meat on it, right? Um,
1: and when you say lunch meat, it's like, like, bologna, something
0: like, to that like effect. That kind of yeah. You know, they don't really specify, I would guess, more of a ham type of thing. Um, It's fine. You know, no problem with it. Um, Just pretty funny. I've never heard of that anywhere else.
1: Uh, Now, had had you been to any of those, the New Haven, Connecticut pizza places? Like uh, Sally's or Pepe's? I've never... I've heard that's supposed to be kind of the the best area for pizza, is that the New Haven. uh, I think they call it a pizza
0: Hmm. with
1: an A, right? Um, Well, and... On quicker,
0: uh, you know, like Friday nights or something. Uh, I remember my mom getting Little Caesars square pizzas. And
1: oh yeah, Back I've it.
0: always been a fan of crust, and you know that gives you just mm-hmm. a little more crust.
1: Um, yeah, the D- the Detroit style. I remember when they got the first Little Caesars in Alaska. I think it was like 1990, mm-hmm. and it was like it was crazy. We yeah, there was those the. The rectangle square pizzas it was like, what's this and it was always it was pizza pizzas right. <laughs> and like every pizza you bought you got you got two pizzas um and it was just wild and it was just really weird for everybody um and of course, then you moved to Valdez, which I feel like could have been like the pizza capital of like right. the world we had all the we had like three different pizza places town of four thousand every pizza is completely different um I always, I was a big Mike's guy. I always thought Mike's had the best. Um, Pioneer pizza was too Mm. doughy. Like the, the crust was, the crust was like two inches. I felt like, and really puffy. And then no name was good, but I was like, no name for the other things. Oh, no doubt. um, You know, the, the pitas, the pita. how many pitas did we order? And for, for those out there, when I say pita, uh, the pita was, they laid down a very like thin crust kind of pizza dough and then they basically just put cheese on it and sliced it, this like triangles like pizza, and it just came in a box. This cheesy dough, and then they gave you marinara on the side to dip. It. And I think you could add pepperoni or something, but it was basically pizza that you just dipped without the sauce. The sauce on the side, and it was, it was like the ultimate. Even though we weren't right. stoners, it was the ultimate. It was the ultimate stoner food. Um, and eventually, they got a thing called sled. Oh, I don't know. I don't know if, I don't, you weren't around for those. I think it came a year or so after you left, but it was the same thing, but it was like, it was super thick. So it was more like those, like the Pizza Hut breadsticks kind of. So they, they cooked, they cooked the pizza. They put the, or they, it was the same thing, no sauce on it. And it was just a thick, thick ass crust thing, but they put the cheese on there and the way they cooked it, it was all crusty. The cheese around the outside was all crusty, kind of like the, the same with the little Caesar with the Detroit style. So there was just more texture and same thing. You dip it in, you get pepperoni on it, dip it in the tomato sauce. It was pretty good. Um, yeah, we were, I feel like we were lucky. Yeah, I think you said um, it
0: best for such a small town to have three very good options.
1: And all, and all completely yeah. different. Um, it was good stuff. The, uh, but yeah, Mike's, you know, obviously I lived above there so <laughs> that was kind of my go-to, but I thought yeah, the pizzas there were were yeah. so phenomenal. Pepperoni and pineapple, that's my my favorite pizza, which obviously a lot of people are, you know, pineapple's blasphemy, but I give right. you a fucks when anybody else <laughs> thinks about what I'm eating, you know. When you pay my bills, you can tell me what to think about anything, you know. Um, but yeah, yeah, well, tonight. now that Excellent you know pizza. you give zero um,
0: fucks about me not liking pineapple, this might be the end of this talk. Uh. <laughs> Do you you don't like no, the no, pineapple? On no, your, on your it just and I don't like pineapple at all. Um, so that oh, doesn't okay. help the cause. Right. But um, yes, yeah, it doesn't make sense. See, I like I
1: like pepperoni pineapple, but my favorite is after it's sat in a fridge overnight because then it's like. The, the pineapple is still like, I don't know, there's just something about it to me. And so I would always get a, a pizza from Mike's and I would eat half of it mm. and then keep it in the fridge. And then for me, the next day, like I wouldn't even heat it up. I would just eat it cold. And it was like, it was just the yeah. best thing in the world. Like the, the pepperoni was spicy. The pineapple still had all of the flavor. So it was just a, it was just a good combo. So, But yeah, I, at the same time, I don't like a Hawaiian pizza because I'm oh, okay ham. So yeah, I don't, I love pork. But I don't like ham. I don't like pork chops. I don't like pork loin, but pork pork belly, carnitas, um, is is great. But there's just it's just funny. It, everybody's yeah. everybody's different, you know. So, but yeah, ham is always just a little too. It's a texture thing. It's a, a little too salty sometimes. But you know, first right. first world <laughs> problem. Um, tell me about actually tell me uh, tell me some great pizza you've had. Tell me, uh, tell me the best pizza. Oh, you've ever had.
0: actually, in uh, when I lived in Bozeman, I worked for Mackenzie River Pizza, and that was okay. very good stuff. Um, just yeah, okay. doughy, kind of thicker. Um, I don't know. I feel like kind of mountain town type of pizza. Um, it seems like everybody's got mm-hmm. one, and yeah, they just yeah. had some good pesto pizzas. Um, mm. over in Ben's, uh, am yeah, I lived there about a dozen years in Oregon and, um, they had Sabelli's pizza that, yeah, again, real crusty. Um, uh, you could get a massive pizza there. So when I go visit my brother there, we'll usually get one of those. Mm.
1: Um, nice, nice. Um, there's a great place in Washington, um, in a... F- It's it's near Afredo, Washington. My father lived there for a while, which is near Soap Lake, but a place called Chico's Pizza. And Chico's, it was years years after I had it, I actually saw a random like pizza magazine and they had a spotlight on them. But they did something with their crust. Their crust was very thin, um, but it wasn't, it was like, they did something to the crust. They put something in the crust. So the crust was like, it was crispy. It had like it's the crust was better than the pizza, oh, yeah. if that makes any sense. Um and it was um I don't know what they did. Um, but nineteen nineteen ninety-one, whenever my for ninety two, whenever my dad was living there, we we ate there a lot and it was just it was just phenomenal. It was just great, great pizza. But I feel like once GMOs kind of came into the scene and the right around the time we graduated high school, it's just food in general just seemed to change, you know, um, and pizza. I feel like pizza is never going to taste the same when right. you're a child, <laughs> you know. Um, but I also I wonder about some of that Valdez pizza, if it was the water, you know, just how they talk about the New York pizza, which I've had slices in New York and like they're good. But like it wasn't as good as the the pizza I grew right. up eating, I feel like. Um, but well, uh, tell me about barbecue if I were to talk to to you right before you left Lewiston, Maine. And I said, we're going to go get some barbecue. What would you think of? And also if I said, we're going to have a barbecue, what would you
0: think? Yeah. I mean, I think back there then, um, you know, hot dogs, hamburgers, uh, I don't remember eating a lot of hamburgers, so it was mostly hot dogs for me. And I remember, you know, barbecue like just sausages, like, um,
1: Okay. Yeah. yeah. I love sausages.
0: And over, always just yeah. t- so Italian just grilled... sausage. Um, you know, I don't think I ever heard of a brat um, growing up. Okay. And uh,
1: I feel like all that stuff kind of came around later. Um, but yeah, hot dogs were great. Um, so no hamburgers. Was it just the, the family? No, wasn't I mean, into my, hamburgers they or definitely
0: had them. Um, well, in Maine, had uh, or has red hot dogs. I don't know if you're familiar with well yeah the snap of those um and
1: mm-hmm. yep
0: yeah i think just always kind of leaned in that direction um and still yeah i think that. a hot dog okay. with just mustard on a good bun that's hard to say no to
1: yeah yeah i love a good i love a good hot dog i don't care what's in it right there, so yeah it's still i think it's like it's one of the best things ever um and then what about, like, so when I was a kid, when I thought barbecue, it was just barbecue sauce mm, on roast yeah. beef, you know what I mean, on like a sandwich, you know? Um, and then, so I guess the thing is what, or I guess, yeah, that's the thing. So if, if someone had said, we're going to go get barbecue, you'd think the same thing? A hot yeah, dog I mean, or I just, or did you, in Maine, you I don't idea- think
0: at that time, it even really...
1: You could get smoked.
0: I don't remember any of that, and so I don't know if I just wasn't exposed to it or if it wasn't happening. Um, Yeah. But the kind of the the eye opener when I was in college, my dad lived in San Antonio, and so we would go down visit there, and we would go out and like, okay, this this is what the talk is, and then kind of from there. Mm i don't remember being anywhere that doesn't have some sort of barbecue joint um
1: you yeah. know
0: our small town we have um, a, it's a nice trailer loco ono um mm-hmm. and they do a great job man
1: um, is that Hawaii?
0: I your standard well I, I should be careful i don't know what the standard barbecue is but in my eyes um yeah
1: well, by right. just the name, I, I, I feel like that's always low. Anytime I hear loco, I think, even though it's a Spanish word, I always think Hawaiian because of hmm. uh, a few dishes. So there's actually – there's one of the Bourdain episodes. He's in Maine, and they go to a, a trailer that's along the um, – like a snowmobile route. He like literally said he saw more people at this barbecue place than in the town that they were at, but they, they were serving up the, they were serving up the Texas brisket. It's a good episode. You got, you should find it. Um, it was one of his, one of the PAs that worked for the show. I think it was like his family lived there in this town in Maine. I don't, I don't exactly know where, but it's funny now. Yeah. The, the briskets everywhere, the the Texas brisket. Um, and I just, I love it. I don't think there's anything better than smoked meats. Um, but yeah, San Antonio's got some some great stuff. Texas is, you know, and I mean, well, that's the thing. So you've got brisket is Texas, whole hog is, you know, the South Carolina, of course, the Carolinas. It's the mustard based barbecue sauce or the vinegar based. Um, uh, California is the tri tip up in Santa Margarita, which is a little north of me. That's where the kind of the the tri tip came from. Tri tip of obviously a super lean meat compared to brisket. Um, but yeah, I that sounds great so that was the original idea of barbecue is just hot dog on the grill but now when you think barbecue yeah for sure and
0: you know we're in uh you know like traeger the smokers is from around here oh yeah so i don't know if you know 10 years ago they uh were giving them out but everybody's got them and
1: you know most (laughs)
0: people uh yeah, that's all they have for outdoor cooking and, but it's, yeah, it's a good option. So uh, the, the,
1: uh, the offset smokers, right. Where they, the, the, the fires on one side and then the, the meats on the other. and Yeah, kind of yeah exactly.
0: Just, yeah, it's a good option, but uh, yeah, I want, I want to
1: get a Traeger. I just have, right. It's just oh, money. Yeah. like everything. <laughs> um you were talking about working at a, uh, you said McKinsey yep. river. Was that what it was? Give me, give me a good service industry story. Good, the good, the bad, or the well. Ugly. And I Whatever was mostly
0: prep um, um, and was not. Yeah. Not a, a real glorious time of with my customers. life. Um, not a lot of great things to brag about um, as far as just.
1: Do you have a story from someone else you can steal and say that uh, I had? So I I have a story. I'll tell you a story real quick. It was this guy that I worked with, um, Alan. And so Alan had opened this restaurant that I worked at Manuela. He was one of the opening servers and he worked for about six months into us working. He came to this, like he was the server. He goes to this table of these like Euro trash. And, uh, he's like, hi, I'm Alan. I'm going to be your server. And they said, why did you tell us your name? (laughs) And the funny thing is he quit like three days later. He was just, I don't know if that, that to me was just, I'm not sure if that was the reason, but I feel like it was like the beginning of the end for him. I think he had some other things going on, but like that to me was just such a classic thing. I had another guy when I worked at this coffee shop, Swark in Eagle Rock, this guy would come in and every time he came in, I would, I always fell for it every time I'd go, hi, how are you doing today? And he would just stare at me. And then finally I'd go, "Uh, yeah. And he'd be like, aren't you going to ask me what I want? (laughs) And he did it to me like three times. And every time I actually promised myself that if I ever found him out in the real world, I would <laughs> do something to him. And the funny thing is, a couple of years later, I saw him. I saw him park his car and get out of his car in like a parking lot that had nothing. He had a really nice BMW. And I remember contemplating, <laughs> like, you know, smashing his windshield because I could have got I could have got away with it. You know, like there was nobody around. But I I was like, you know what, Jason, you have to be a better person. But i I had quite a few times where that guy, him saying that to me like fucked me up in the head, just being like, oh, I'm gonna smash yeah. this guy, you know and but yeah, <laughs> right. good times people are um and well now now with the covid thing, like food and wine just had an article about how the customer is no hmm. longer always right, like all this bullshit that we that service people have to go through with covid like. That's it. Now they're, but my whole thing is the customer still always is right. If you want people, it's good, you know, for your employees to think they have this thing, you know, of like superiority. But in the end, those are the people who pay your bills and like, yeah, they might, they might be a little bit of an a-hole, but like, if they don't come back, your business doesn't exist. So, you know, Unless they, my whole thing is, unless right. you say something racist, that's the only way, that's the only way I'm kicking you out. Cause the thing is you, anybody's story, anyone tells you a story about something that happened to him, they're never going to tell you right. the thing yeah, that you did sure. first, you know what I mean? So, um, and me, I've been, I was an asshole for years in the service industry. The only thing that I, the only reason I kept my job at this coffee shop, Swark, was for, for so long. I was such mm. a damn good barista that they were like, well, we can't afford to get rid of him because his drinks are too good. And I'm sure, though, I scared away a few people. Yeah. But eh, what are you going to do? Um, Matt, give me a restaurant or a bar that you wish was still open.
0: Oh. Um,
1: actually, just. You knew this question. Yeah. You knew this question was coming. I don't know why. It's... <laughs> well, I
0: mean, just because I still yeah, want to make sure, kind of considering everything. But I just found out. I think it was like last week that. Um...
1: Uh, I thought you were going to say you just found out <laughs> well, the totem actually, place.
0: Uh, that's funny. <laughs> that would have been um, Yeah. Do I get two? Um, can I add totem on there? Sure. But sure. Well, this is a yeah, uh, downtown Salem, Oregon, uh, Vietnamese restaurant called Saigon that I would go there. Um, you know, that's actually where I work. Well, when I go to my office, which has uh, been a year-ish or so, but yeah, just awesome bon me um and cheap, mm. but I've tried others since and just not the right, like, pate, and yeah, I mean, Ooh. they just nailed it, and um, yeah, I would like them to be back so I could eat one of those, and I mean, just an awesome old it, couple a thing? that were running it and would just do anything for you, and um, you know, give you a hard time. But like you were saying earlier, like customers always right, but you know, they're clearly there serving, and um, I would assume that it was COVID related, and you know, just it's yeah. that sucks, and I don't know what's going on with them now, yeah. but. Um, Yeah, it's obviously part. I want that food, but a big part I want them okay.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's funny that the relationships you build with like people who you know serve you food, or people who come in, and I still that coffee shop swark I mentioned. I I quit there almost. It'll be ten years in June. And I still have people who, who came in there who give me, oh, wow. who send me Christmas cards, who are still, oh, yeah, there's, there's one couple, a Christmas card, you know, the weddings, everything. I talk to them on the phone once every, like, six months. They're, like, an older couple. Um, but there's plenty of other people. Like, I, have, I don't know how many people um, who, you know, people I worked with, people who came in. Um, there's just something, I think there's something special about working in the food space. It's, I mean, realistically, there's yeah. nothing more important this, than food. Um, I mean, you know, water, water and water. And is air this just experience. your
0: underhanded so, way of um, giving me shit for not sending you a Christmas card? Is that what? <laughs> <laughs>
1: no, no, it's, it's fine. Um,
0: <laughs> but, um, but yeah.
1: Well, Matt, thank you very much, dude.
0: I really yeah, for appreciate sure. You coming I mean, this here. I um, am excited you're doing this. Um, you know, it's been clear for a long time that you care about food, and you know, it excites you. So, I think this is a good outlet for yeah. you. Um,
1: yeah, for sure. And if you know anybody who who who's interest who you think is interesting to talk to, um, send them my way. You know, I have. Oh, I know. Trying to enter, You know, I try to do put one of these. Yeah, I try to put one of these out a week. So, um, right. but I've got all the time <laughs> in the world just to, to sit back and record podcasts because yeah, know, talking is free. Well, Matt, my friend, I uh, thank you very yeah, much. Yeah, thank you.
0: And uh, yeah, un- hopefully we'll until next we'll time. see each other sometime. So, all right. Thank you for tuning in to Food POV with Jason Parker. Until next week, stay hungry.